Welcome to First Day Pod. I am your host, Leanne. Hello. Uh, Michael Govier, our other host, is not going to be with us tonight, um, but he sends his wishes. And um, I am so excited to get into this topic today. Um, it is much talked about everywhere you turn. You are seeing and hearing things about self-care and self-love. Um, so I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, if this is your first time to our podcast, podcast, welcome. Um, so we are a podcast that is really about shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. We really want every day to be the first day of the rest of our lives. It gives us a chance to renew, a chance to look deeper, and become the person that we want to become. Um, so in that, we also, in addition to the podcast, we also have a book club that we do every Monday night. Uh, we do that from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. We start on time. We end on time. And um, we are finishing, we just finished a, a Man Called Ove. And next week, we're doing a little something different. We've never done this before in the three years that we've been doing the podcast or the book club. Uh, we are going to be talking about the movie a man called Ove and a man called Otto. So if you've seen that movie before and you want to talk about it, um, dive a little bit deeper into it, then we welcome you to check it out. You can meet the rest of the book club and see if you want to go into our next book with us. Um, okay. So this is my favorite part is your interaction. So hello, Josh. I'm glad you're here with us. Always my favorite part. So we do our podcast a little bit differently. I am not going to be speaking at you for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Instead, we're going to be having a conversation. So if you're listening to this in the audio form, that means that we have already recorded. But next Tuesday at 8 p.m., you are more than welcome and encouraged to come over to YouTube or Facebook at First Day Pod. Get into the comments and be a part of the episode. Um, I have little bit of a squirrely brain. So I do not go and read the comments first and bring them over and like kind of field them. Uh, Mike is really good at that. I am not. So I just, as soon as something pops up, I put it on the screen and you become a part of the show. So that is always truly my favorite part. So today's topic is all about self-care and what my big, um, Oh, Josh. Oh, push this on TikTok. Oh, that'd be very cool. I would have to get a TikTok account and learn how to use it. Um, <laughs> but if you guys are able to share over there, by all means, please do it. And yes, Josh, we will look into it. Um, thank you. He is so awesome. Josh is always looking out for how we can promote this show um, just a little bit more. And I appreciate that. That being said, if you're listening to this and you find it valuable, um, I'd love it if you guys could give us some, you know, five-star ratings. Um, also, if you could share it with your friends, share it with people that you think would love to be a part of the show with us, that you think that they would gain value from it too. Um, we're really, this is all about you guys. The shared wisdom part is my favorite. So, um, and Mike too. So, all right. So when we're talking about self-care, there is a lot, a lot of talk about it. And, um, you know, one of my favorite stores in Windsor is Indigo. It's our local like bookstore. Well, it's not local, actually. It's a, it's a chain, um, but it's a big, beautiful bookstore. And I love going in there. 
And it's not just for the books. They have a whole section on journals. They have like almost one side of the bookstore is all about self-improvement, um, self-care. They have a whole area that you can get like aromatherapy stuff. Like it is a very cool uh, place. And I just realized like I was walking through there this past week and I thought, man, self-care is like literally every where everybody's talking about it's a huge industry. So in this last week, we were talking about change and how do we make change and how do we start change and what does that look like for all of us? And it was a really good episode. I was really, really happy about it um, because your conversation was so good. Um, And so we ended talking about self-discipline and we really need to make that change. So um, in I'm going to tell you what, in my opinion, is the ultimate form of self-care, but I want to hear from you guys what you think about self-care in general, what you think the ultimate form. If you could only pick one thing to focus on, what would it be for your self-care? So let's see. Josh is going to start us off, and he says, self-care is really vague in my opinion. Are we talking about mental self-care or physical self-care? Good question. Self-care actually, um, because if you guys know, I like looking into things and doing some research before the show. Um, And I was actually looking into it. And that was kind of one of my questions is when people are talking about it, what are they talking about? Are they just talking about the mental part of it? Are they talking about the physical part of it? Uh, Are they talking about the spiritual end of it? What is it? And um, a lot of people agree that there are many aspects to it. in some of the literature, they're talking about the seven types of self-care. And I'll just rattle those off. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, man, I don't know what the ultimate one would be. I don't know what I would pick. Here are some of the areas where self-care really um, hits home and like we really need to be looking at it. And that's our emotional self-care, physical, mental, but also our social self-care, um, our spiritual our practical self-care, and then also our professional self-care. So there is a lot around it. So I hope that answers it, Josh. I really do think it's a, it's a whole kind of encompassing um, holistic approach to self-care. And so I want to talk about the ultimate form, the form that I think it is. At the end of the show last week, I said that I think self-discipline is the number one form of self-care. So I made that declaration at the end of the show, and then I was like, okay, well, we can talk about self-discipline versus self-care on the next show. And then I thought, you know what, let's talk about self-care in general and see if we could only pick one, what would people do? And throughout the week, um, because I knew that the show was going to be like we announced it last week, Uh, When I was out for walks and when I was on calls and when I was with people, it was a really good question for me to ask. And I asked quite a few people and it was really interesting, the answers that I got. Um, And then when they asked me what I thought mine was, then it got them thinking in a different way. So I thought last week self-discipline really was the thing. But the more I've been thinking about it and the more that I've been like, okay, if I only had one thing, what would it be? And I think for me, the number one would be honoring my word, my word to others, but more importantly, my word to myself. 
Um, because I think that's where for me, I lose a lot of the, uh, a lot of everything. I lose my boundaries. I lose my, um, you know, the things that I need to do to get to my goals. Um, all of it, even self-care, I lose it because like in the, you know, traditional sense, when people are thinking about it, journaling, meditating, all those kinds of things, I lose it because I'm not keeping my word to myself. And because we've talked about this on the show a lot of times, because we've gotten so used to saying I'm going to do something and then letting time or other responsibilities or other people dictate what we actually do, then we keep losing that and we keep stopping um, our promises to ourselves. And so now we can't trust ourselves, And that subconsciously really, really makes it um, difficult for us to really show up in all the aspects of our, of our life that we want to, not even that we need to, but that we want to. Um, so Janice says, true, honor your word, your own word to yourself. It starts with that. Amen. Yes. And that comes down to, um, I don't think I brought it with me. No, I think I kept it upstairs. Um, but one of my favorite books, and we've actually read it twice in the last three years in book club, uh, the four agreements. And the first one is be impeccable with your word. Um, and it's, it's really important, like doing what you doing, what you say and saying what you do, like that whole thing about really just being impeccable, um, and not being perfect. We're, we're not going to always be perfect. We're, especially if we're trying to change like our vocabulary around it and all of that, it's difficult because we have trained ourselves not to listen to our body. Um, when we were kids, we were, you know, our parents, even trying to be the best parents that they could be, um, they were training us not to listen to our body. When we were in school, they were training us not to listen to us and not to trust us. So, you know, you'd put your hand up in class and say, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, if it was too close to recess or if it was, you know, during a really important thing or in a test, they would say, no, you can wait until the bell rings or no, you can wait and you can't wait. If you needed to go, you needed to go. And subconsciously what that did is that made us question our ability to know our body. We knew it, but as a kid, we were told we were wrong. And so then we stopped listening to our body and that shows up in a lot. And it's, it's really fascinating when you look at it at that simple of a, uh, kind of example, how that shows up in our adult life. So Josh says for you, Lee, wouldn't working on standing your ground to help keep boundaries, et cetera. Well, yeah. So but I wouldn't have to work on standing my ground to keep my boundaries if I simply kept my word. If I said that I was going to, to, today was a perfect example. So today when I woke up in the morning, um, I knew that my girlfriend was going to be meeting me at my house to go for a walk at 630 this morning. I also knew that I had a Zoom meeting that I had to do at 830. And I told myself I wanted a shower when I got home from the walk before the Zoom meeting. And so I kept my promise to my girlfriend. I knew she was going to be out there at 630. It's really easy to keep your promise to somebody else, for me anyway. So I knew she was going to be in my driveway. So I was out at 630 and we were ready to go for the walk. When we were walking, um, you know, we were talking and we went for a little bit longer and 
Um, I had told her that I wanted to be back for 745 actually, cause I thought my meeting was at eight. It ended up switching to eight 30. So that was perfect. Um, so when we got back, it was by the time I got into the house and ready to go, it was eight 16 and I had a meeting at eight 30. I knew I wanted to shower. I told myself I wanted to shower. And I know this sounds so simple, but um, what I normally would have done has been like, I can't fit that in. There's no way. So I'm just not going to shower. Okay, that's fine. And then I'm going to go on the meeting. Then I'm going to be late and go to the work and not shower and not feel great through the day. But instead I said, okay, it's 816. You know what? I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to hurry up and I'm going to shower because I told myself I'm going to do it. And that little thing, I don't even think it was the shower that did it for me, but I felt like, man, you really have control over your life right now. Super simple. You guys, like it was not a big thing. It wasn't like, oh, I got to go and like run a marathon today. It was, I told myself I was going to shower this morning before the zoom call and I did it and I felt amazing all day. Um, so I don't think you need to push as hard when you simply start just listening to yourself and honoring what you say to yourself. Okay. So now I'm falling behind. So let's see what Josh has to say. Doubling down on what you believe is a way to stand up and, or stand your ground and not get built bulldozed. Yes. So that's exactly it. So like just saying, like having these, when you're being true to what you want and you're putting that down and saying, okay, I'm just going to do what I say I'm going to do. Now, if I said that, that I was going to shower before the zoom meeting and something happened that my, you know, my girlfriend tripped and fell and like broke her leg and I had to take her to the hospital, that'd be totally different. Okay. I'm going to go do that. Cause that's the right thing to do. <laughs> it's not, well, I told myself I was going to shower. So I need to keep my word to myself. There's going to be certain things that you're not going to be able to keep your word, just like I wouldn't be able to keep a word to my client if something drastic happened, right? But usually you can keep your word. And if you simply do that, then yes, you're standing your ground and you're doing it the way that you would do for if you told somebody else you were going to do something, if you made an appointment with somebody and then somebody else said, hey, do you want to go for coffee tonight? And you already had an appointment. You wouldn't say, oh yeah, let me just cancel with them and go with you, you'd be like, oh no, sorry, actually, I already have plans tonight, but do you want to do it tomorrow night? But if that thing tonight was just me wanting to take a night off and journal and take care of myself, more often than not, you would say, oh yeah, sure. I was just going to journal, but that's not a big deal. Like I'm just going to, yeah, I can go with you. Um, so there is nuance to it, but you want to try to keep it and then you don't really have to like stand your ground and be really like assertive with it. You're just simply, this is what I've said I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. So Jana says, perfection is a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression. It is individual. Okay. So yeah, if you do look at it that way, that it's perfection to you, I just, perfection because it is, um, so yeah, interpreted. Yes, it's an impression. So because perfection is not the same for everybody, um, then it makes it, I just think it's really difficult to be able to say that you're going to be perfect because it really doesn't matter. Like, but if you want to be exactly what you want, that's a different story. Um, like if you want to be your perfect, that's okay. But this, like this whole thing about trying to be 100% about anything, um, I think you agree. Like life is just, we live in the gray, 
which I hate because I'm like, I would prefer to like call it like the, the sparkle, um, you know, the gray, like it's like it's some sort of shiny metal <laughs> rather than just like the dull gray, but it's not black or white. Like we're not all or nothing. Um, so to be perfect or I'm not perfect. No, we're all just like kind of in between. We're just, you know, on a journey and going through the making progress, hopefully. Um, so Josh says, these things I mentioned are ways to keep you help you keep your word. Yes. Amen. Thank you. And keeping your word to yourself. Right, Josh. It's so important because we've been trained that we're going to keep our word to other people. Um, you know, but it's, it's really hard that we've been kind of trained and we've trained ourselves and we've let ourselves off the hook. Like uh, we, and you know what, maybe not everybody, maybe some of you guys tell me, are you guys like really good at keeping your word? If you say you're going to do something, do you do it? If you say that you're going to eat a certain way, do you do it? If you're, you know, do you keep your word to yourself all the time? If you do, that is amazing. Um, but you know, we've kind of trained ourselves not to, and, um, we've let ourselves off the hook. Like I was saying, because if I canceled on a friend, the way I cancel on myself, I wouldn't keep friends. They'd be like, okay, well, she's just going to bail every time that I ask her to do something. I'm not asking her to do anything anymore, but our body is really, really cool that, it keeps showing up for us, even though <laughs> we keep bailing on it. So the nice thing would be is just to be as kind to our body as it is to us, you know, that it shows up for us, even if we're not showing up for it. So, um, okay. So Josh, Josh says the big issue is if you just focus on one self-care aspect, there could leave room for you to neglect other aspects of self-care. Okay. Go, you can go ahead and explain that a little bit more. I think I get what you mean. And it's just like anything else. Yes, if you're focusing on one thing, then, you know, if you're spending more time on that one thing, then, yeah, you are kind of neglecting other things. You're choosing not to do those other things. However, if um, the keeping your word, that is all encompassing. That's I'm going to be at work, you know, five minutes early tomorrow. And so now you're going to have integrity when you go to work. So you showing up for yourself, you keeping your word to yourself is now coming into your professional um, kind of realm. If you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up 20 minutes earlier than I have to, because I want to um, relax in the morning. I don't want to just like jump in the shower and then jump, jump in the car and then get to work. I want to have a little bit of downtime. And if you keep your word on that, that's another form of self-care. You can fit the self-care in there that you need. And I don't want to neglect talking about the things that are really important because there are pieces that are super important. And I do want to talk about those. But I think the keeping our word, like Jana said, it's the start of everything. Um, because we can like we can talk about all these self-care. And we can say that we want to do them, but if we're not actually doing them, if we're not keeping our word to ourselves that we're, we're worth it to spend that time, if that we're worth it to show up for ourselves, then we're not going to do it. So it really does stem, I think, from um, that whole idea of, of honoring ourselves. So Janice says, I 
quote unquote, intend to do something. I don't promise myself. Life has a way of changing perpetually. I try to live in the moment and that can change my wishes. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yes, not promising yourself, but intending to do something. That's really good. If you are not, so that's actually, I really like that, Janice. And I'm going to, I'm going to use that a lot more is just because I talk about being intentional all the time. That's so important and having some sort of like way of being, knowing that, you know, which way you want to go, being intentional in all the things that we're doing. Um, it yields the best results really. Um, but it does give you the flexibility to be able to change when life comes at you because it does. Um, but if you're going to say that you're going to do something and life throws something at you, um, you know, that has, you have to change it. Uh, giving yourself grace too is important. Um, but there's a difference, right? Between giving yourself grace and letting yourself off the hook continually, you know? So I think we really need to think about what's most important to ourselves. Um, and, and that, that means that we have to step back. And I don't think we do that enough. I don't think in, especially when we're like, we're working and we've got all these things going on that we don't take that extra time just to step back and ask ourselves, like, what do I need? You know, there's like a million books out there about the, the perfect morning routine. And we've read some of them in book club. Um, you know, we've done, and I don't know if we've read the, them in our book club, um, all of these, but there's like the miracle morning and, you know, the, um, what are some of the other ones? There's like, oh my gosh, there's just so many. And I'm just trying to think, I have a bunch of them on my shelf. Um, the, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember half of the names now that I'm on the spot. That's so funny. Uh, but all of these things about these perfect routines and these things that we need to do in the morning, but we don't really step back and say, Hey, how does that make me feel? Like, sure. Try it. But do you need that? Does it nourish your soul? Cause if it doesn't nourish you, then I don't care that the New York bestseller author is telling you that it's what you need. You might not need it. But there are a couple that are really important. I want you guys to tell me what. So we've kind of talked about what the number one is, where it all stems from. But then now, like, what are some of the ones that are, if you could only do one or two now, if you could do two or let's say two or three, you could, you're going to honor yourself. But now what are you going to throw into the mix that you want to, to show up for? What would those look like? So Josh says, problem is you can keep your word in most areas, but not all. Life can jumble it all up and we don't succeed 100%. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's the whole thing is like what we're learning in, especially in this podcast, we talk about this all the time, is not not looking at 100% is the, you know, the goal. The goal is for us to be able to show up, you know, even if we're showing up 80% of the time. Um James Clear, we were reading um, Atomic Habits, and he was talking about, um, I can't remember exactly how he puts it, but he basically like everything that you do for yourself, all of these micro habits that you're creating, you're, um, you're creating, like you're giving yourself one more vote toward the person that you want to become to your best self. So you're just giving yourself one more vote. And in any election, Nobody has to have 100% of the votes. They just have to have the most votes 
compared to everybody else, right? So you can win at, you know, 50 per, 51%. That can win an election. They didn't win 100% of the votes. They just had to win more than the next guy. And so that's what we got to look at is that we're just, and the next guy isn't somebody else. The next guy is who we were yesterday. So doing these things and just stepping up and saying, okay, you know what? I I'm doing better than I was yesterday. And if today's not a great day, you know, we talked about like with the weight thing, looking at the average, looking across and reflecting. I think one of the good things that we should be doing Um, I hate that word should, but one of the things that really is helpful is doing weekly reflections on our week and being really like mindful of what that actually was. Um, Look at all of our wins, look at our, you know, so-called losses to see like what we can learn from that, but really seeing it as a whole picture of a week instead of a, just a moment. Um, because it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, I was feeling so good. And so on top of it yesterday and like, why am I tired today? Well, maybe because you expended so much energy yesterday that you need a little bit more time today. Um, but then that also comes back to the four agreements and the other one that says, you know, just be the best that you can give your best. Um, and your best is going to be different from day to day. So yes, you're right, Josh. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Um, Jana says, as long as you don't rely on changes for an excuse, amen. Yes, because it will happen, but we need to be, yes, the excuse. I know for me, I make excuses all the time. There's so many things that come up and I like make excuses before I even need them. Um, and now I've been learning. I just don't use them anymore. Like I, they stay in my head and I don't even vocalize them anymore. Um, so Josh says many things in life we may be 98%, but not 100%. And those gaps can leave room for errors to areas to not succeed. Yeah, but I guess too, we need to, I guess we need to step back too and define what success looks like for us. Like, and not for us as a whole, not for us as a society, but us individually, that when we go to bed and we put our head in on our pillow it's us that we're sleeping with. It doesn't matter if you have a significant other or, you know, if you have, you know, a big family or if you have any of this other stuff, ultimately at the end of the day, you are only going to yourself to sleep with yourself. And so we need to figure out what does success look like for us? So then we can say, you know, it it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Did I do my best? Did I keep my word as much as I could? Um, when I didn't keep my word, why didn't I, what came up? And if that comes up again, are there ways of me changing that? So then I can do better, you know, and the more that we reflect, the more we know and the better we can be and do. Okay. So Josh says, not sure who would agree with me, but if tasks are not a hundred percent, We don't let ourselves off the hook and this causes a negative downward spiral. Okay. So now you're doing it with me, but if tasks are not hundred percent, we don't let ourselves off the hook. Okay. So I think what you're saying too. Yeah. So Josh then says this then causes discouragement. So I think this is where that grace piece comes in, like just being kind um, and gentle with ourselves and saying, okay, you know what? That four agreements, you guys, like 
We've even done it on the show, I believe, right? I think we've done it on the show. It is so powerful. It is a fast read. It is a quick read. Um, I highly recommend getting the book. Um, it's not an expensive book. I recommend getting it so you can have it by your side to remind yourself. Um, years ago, I did that as a, a New Year's resolution that I read it every morning and every night. And I did it for months and months and months. And it it really drilled into my soul. I'm going to start doing that again now um, because it is really important. But that that piece about just do your best, it's pretty simple. You know, be impeccable with your word and do your best. And your best is going to change from day to day. If you're, if you haven't slept well and you haven't drank your water and you're not eating properly, you're probably not going to be able to show up like the days when you've gotten a full sleep and you were fully hydrated the day before and you woke up and your, your skin felt amazing and you were just like vibrating at a different level, you're going to show up at a different level. Um, all kinds of things. We can get sick. We can be around people that are dragging us down. Like there's so many different things. Um, so anyway, I think we just have to give ourselves grace if we're not showing up hundred percent. But then I also think that we need to, um, we need to look back and say like, how can I be better next tomorrow or in my next decision? You know, I really, really do. Okay. So Josh says, this is easier to say than to apply, um, and to apply that gracely. It is, it absolutely is. Um, yes, then to apply. Got it, Josh. So it is just like all of this stuff is always easier said than done. That saying is really because it's true. Um, but the grace piece is really important. And that's why we talk about it almost every week on the show. And it's really important, I think, to remind ourselves. Um, and one of the really easy ways to remind ourselves is like to really start considering how we're speaking to ourselves. Like almost look at ourselves like as an observer and see how we're speaking to ourselves and think, okay, if I was, if I was talking to somebody else this way in public and I was saying these things, but I was saying it to a child or I was saying it to, you know, somebody across the table, what would people think? And I know it doesn't matter what other people think, but what would people think? Because if they're going to think, oh my gosh, like what a jerk, maybe we should stop using those words and, and using that thought towards ourselves and give ourselves that grace. Um, so looking at ourselves, like as the observer, just watching what's happening instead of like taking it personally. And that's another, it's so funny. It's another one of the agreements, the four agreements. Um, okay. So Janice says, I sometimes use, am I proud of what I did today? Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice one. And then Janice says, if I wasn't, I just reflect and see where I can improve. Then I give myself an an energetic hug. Ooh, I love it. You know me and my hugs, Janice. I love that. Um, and see where I can improve. Improve is a really good word right there because we do, we like the improvement doesn't, again, doesn't have to be that I'm like perfect the next time, but you know, did I make a different choice? Because, you know, a lot of the time we don't reflect. I know I don't, I go through a lot of my days going through my days same thing. And, you know, you expect different results. You expect to become something different. Um, but you're doing the same things. You're not reflecting and seeing how you can change. 
Uh, Josh says, for me personally, I have a military mindset and it's engraved into my mind. This is hard to shake. Okay, so yes, I totally understand that. I actually don't. I'm so upset that that's what's like drilled in, but I, I understand why it has to be. I'm not naive. I get it, right? Like when you're when you're up against it, you can't waver. You need to have that like decisive mind. And, and so that's really, really good. But in, in life, gosh, that must be just so hard. And so, um, I don't know what the answer is, Josh. I don't know how you, how you change that. The only thing that I would suggest the, the, one of the ways, um, is really having to work really like consciously on your subconscious, like, because you've been, it's been drilled in your head. Um, and it, and it wasn't drilled in your head overnight. It wasn't like, you know, you just went, you had training, you know, you had all of this stuff that, that gets you to that point. And, um, so it is going to be super hard for you to shake. It really, really is. But like showing up to podcasts like this and actually engaging and having these conversations every week is, is part of it. I think that's really important. I think really having, um, knowing what you, how you want to feel. And if you want to be working on giving yourself grace, if that's like one of the things that you want to work on, because I think that'd be really beautiful. Um, affirmations have a bad rap, but they work. If you believe them, if you say them in belief that they already are there, that I can give myself grace, um, and that I deserve grace and all of this, if you're saying it when you first wake up, when you're just like, not after your coffee and not after you've showered, but when you're first in that, that kind of groggy, I'm just waking up. If you start there and start really drilling in, um, and imagine yourself, what it would feel like if you were giving yourself grace, I think that's important. I think we need to be pitching our picturing ourselves the way that we want to be and where we want to be, uh, it's not the answer. It, it's not going to be tomorrow, but I think we have to keep instilling in ourselves, um, what we want to feel. And that has to happen every day. It really does. It's, it's so tough. It's tough just for the regular citizen, like just for, just for me, it's really hard. But if you've been in a program like the military that they have drilled it into you, you know, and they drill it into you when you're, you know, like they say, if you do it at in the morning, when you first wake up and at night, just before you go to bed, because your brain waves are at a point that they can really receive these messages. You guys go through these, this training where you're constantly in fatigue and you're drained and they don't allow you to sleep. So you're always in that that you're being able to be like, hear those messages much easier. And they come into your body and your subconscious much quicker. And so it is going to be really hard, but that means that it's just going to take more work for you to get there. And will you be there a hundred percent? Like we said, probably not. And I'm, I don't think I will. I think it's going to be a constant journey of self-development, self-growth, self-discipline. Um, but grace is a really beautiful place to really try to, to give yourself. And, you know, you've got a very loving wife, um, and she can kind of, 
kindly remind you when you're not being so nice to yourself and when you're beating yourself up. And um, I know Mike does that for me. And I think that's really important is having people around you that can show you that as well. Um, Okay. So that's enough of that, Leanne. Let's move on. So Josh says, it is what makes military individuals struggle with integrating into civilian society. I believe it 100%, Josh. Like the conversations that you and I have had, um, it is. It's a very different world, a very different mindset. Um, but I, I don't think that it's something that you're not able to because <clears throat> it's just going to take a lot more work. You know, I really do. I do believe that. So Janice says, I'm reflecting as I listen right now. Was I the best that I could be today? Was I in many areas today and some, uh, I was in many areas today and some I could have improved. I'm aware of it all. I'm still proud of my day, even when I could have done more. Tomorrow is another day to grow. Amen. That's amazing. Yes. And I love that you're going to be proud of yourself. I think we should be proud of ourselves. Even when we're making these little adjustments, I think it's really, it's really important to be celebrating you know, celebrating our wins, celebrating our achievements, celebrating our losses and how we handle those losses is also something that needs to be celebrated. Um, you know, I was at a, I was at a talk, um, on Thursday, I believe it was, and it was a panel discussion and it was, you know, five people that are like experts in their fields and it was just like a Q&A. And so they would ask one question and then it would go through the panel. Everybody would get a chance to talk. And this one gentleman was in the middle. And so he was like the third person to answer. And when the microphone came to him, he said, do you mind? I need a minute to kind of put my thoughts together. Can I go last? And the moderator said, of course, go ahead. And so he passed the mic and then it went to the next two people and then it came back to him. And at the end of it, when I went to go and talk to him, I was 100% honest, but the thing that stood out to me and all the answers were so good and the conversations, the questions, all of it was so good. But the thing that really stood out to me was his, his ability to honor that, you know what, I'm not ready. I know that like people are expecting me to answer right now, but I don't have all my thoughts together and I don't care what it's going to look like to other people. I want to be able to get that together so I can, I can show up and say what I want to say and not be rushed. And that I thought took courage. It was a room full of people that were just eyes on him. And I think that is really, really important for us to be able to like, just step back, slow down and do those things. And he said, man, thank you so much, because that was one of those things that I've really been working on. And that could have looked like a loss to a lot of people. Oh, that was so embarrassing. I didn't have the answer, but instead it was a win for him because he was able to kind of show up for himself and in that show up the best for everybody around him because we got a much better answer. The answer that he came up with was just like, wow, I'm glad we waited for it. So, Okay, let me see where we are. So Josh says, well, my individual situation, you know how I started life, then military mindset turns a small hill into Mount Everest. Yes, it does. However, I am so proud of you, Josh, like on a personal note, because you have had a lot of struggles and you have had, it is like Mount Everest ahead of you. However, it's not like you're at base camp of, or 
I don't even know what like those terms are. Is base camp right at the beginning or is that at the middle? I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's not like you're at the foot of Mount Everest. You have been climbing Mount Everest for all of these years and learning and getting better and and learning what you need and learning what works and more importantly, learning what doesn't work. So everything that comes to you, you really take it and try to apply it and see, and then, okay, it doesn't work. I'm going to go do something else. And, um, I, I have to commend you. I think that's really important and that's part of it. So yes, the top of the hill might look really, really far, but if you looked back at how far you already have come, I think we need to start doing that more often. I think we need to look back and be like, holy crap, look at where I've come from. Okay, I can keep doing this. It's just one step at a time, one more first day. Today's the first day and that's all I can focus on. I think it's really, really important. Um, Josh says, I don't fail. I succeed at finding out what doesn't work. Yes, amen. That's exactly what I was saying. I, I think that is one of the most important things. When I was in university, I was, um, I was interviewed for a um, textbook. Um, I think, I don't remember what I was interviewed for. It was something, I think it was a textbook or it was, it was something. Um, anyway, and they were, it was like about university. And one of the questions that they had asked was how, what advice do you have for new kids that are coming into school to figure out, you know, what major they want and, um, how they can, cause a lot of people switch majors and all that kind of stuff. And my advice, even back then I was like 20. Um, I don't know where it came from, but it was just true. And I had switched my major already, I think twice at that point. And I said, you know what? I think it's just as important to know what you don't want and know what doesn't work for you as it is to find what you want and just go for it. Because there were a lot of kids that I went to school with. And now that I'm in my forties, I'm seeing it actually come to fruition that, you know, they were told what to do. They were told what to go to school for, or they never really considered what they wanted or what they needed. So they went to school, they did the day-to-day, they got their grades, they did the tests, they did all the things, they graduated, then they went further, further education, and then they graduated. And then when they were done all of it, that's when they woke up, and took a step back and said, is this what I want? And quite a few of them are like, what did I do? And so now they feel like it was too late because now they, well, I've already done eight years of schooling. So now I've got to go in and I got to go get the job. And now like I, you know, all this. And, um, if in the very beginning first year they said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take these classes and I'm going to see if that's what I want. And I'm going to see what feels good. And I'm going to see what resonates and aligns with me. Then I think we would have had a lot more people that would have, yes, switched majors, but ultimately ended up with something that they can really like grasp onto and enjoy and love and do. And I think that even in not just university, but in life, anything that we're any endeavor that we're going to go into, why are we going into it and step back and see if it still serves us? Cause sometimes it's just, we're doing shit on autopilot all the time. And we're not doing like Janice was saying, like reflecting back on the day or reflecting back on the week and asking ourselves, like, are we going in the direction of where we want to go? And do we even know 
where we want to go. That's another big thing about self-care is like, what do we need and where are we headed? You know, um, Josh says autopilot, then looking back and see what time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's like, I don't think that we, I think we really underestimate what we can do in like, you know, five years from now. And we like overestimate what we can do in the next like six months. We're like, okay, I'm going to change my life and everything is going to be great. And I'm going to, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. I'm going to lose all this weight or I'm going to change my career or I'm going to do this thing. Like Josh, I'm not really talking to you right now because like you're killing it. You're, you're making all these major changes just in months. Um, but we think that like, okay, I'm going to do all these major things in six months. And then when it doesn't happen, because things take a little bit longer or we end up on a little bit of a detour or whatever, we're like, oh, well, see, that didn't really work out. But if we can be consistent and really know where our ultimate goal is, even if that's just like our five-year goal or even our three-year goal or even a one-year goal, um, instead of like, where am I going to be in a month or in six months? Where do I want to be in a year? And then give yourself that year to maneuver and get, you know, give yourself grace and fall and then fly and then fall back a little bit and do all these things. And anyway, I think that is really important is knowing where we want to be. So, um, I think I'm going to start wrapping up here and we were talking about self-care. We've talked about a lot of stuff on this, this show you guys, thank you so much. You got like the conversation is amazing. The comments, that is what I absolutely adore in this, in this, uh, show. So thank you. And, um, Josh, let's end it with this. Let's see what you've got to say. We need to learn in life to pivot through life, but being aware of our surroundings and pivot. Yes, absolutely. Well, Janice, thank you so much for being here. Josh, thank you. Everybody, I see there's more eyeballs watching and that is okay. I can't tell who's here unless you comment, but you do not have to comment. I just appreciate you being here. If you're listening to this in the audio version, thank you so much. Make sure that you subscribe so then you know um, when the next episode comes out. Uh, we do live record it every single Tuesday at 8 p.m. goes for about 30 to 45 minutes. This one's going a little bit longer, which is great. Um, so the ultimate form of self-care really is, I think, honoring our word, uh, being impeccable with our word, saying what we're going to do and then doing it, falling through. Um, and then there's so many other pieces of self-care and you know what, we can continue talking about it. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. Um, we'll see, let me know. You guys can always email us. Um, our email is firstdaypod at gmail.com. Uh, Mike and I will both read it. Uh, so you can email us there or you can DM us in any of the, we've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, and we're over on YouTube. So, um, I look forward to this conversation again to, uh, next Tuesday. Again, if you want to come to the book club on Monday, um, we do it every Monday, 8 PM to 9 PM. And, um, this week we're going to be doing, or next week, we're going to be doing a man called auto the movie. So it's an easy one. You guys can come and enjoy and meet everybody, um, and see if it's for you. So that is it. Thank you so much for being here. And, um, today really is the first day of the rest of our lives. Love you guys. Bye.